What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, you can't do Matthew. I, I feel like you have a, a take on this. I have a block on... Go ahead, Jordan, put it hot. We can start. <clears throat> I have a block on calling people by their full names. Like, to me, I mean, it's I, just, it's I assume you're David, right? Yeah, I'm David, but only my mom calls me David, you know, and like, no, everywhere else is Dave or Laffy, but Laffy, you know, it's, it's, it's Dave usually. So like Matthew calling you Matthew, even though that is your birth name, Matt just rolls off the tongue for me a little bit better. I'm, I'm glad you're okay with it. Most people call me Matt. Okay. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, how many people, I, I got some buddies named Rich. They don't go by Dick, understandably, but they also don't go by Richard. Yeah, honestly, no one really calls me Matthew except like people that read my name that I'm there somewhere. Or like most people call me Matt or Bells is my nickname. So, yeah. I well, here you. we go, baby. What's going on? Good morning. Welcome back from the weekend. Hope you guys had some fun sweating some NFL preseason. Oh, man. I was in the thick of it with that Saints game up 17 0. I'm like, we got this. Read it perfectly. Mahomes plays a drive, comes out, we're golden. Cough up 24 unanswered. I give up, come back, and the Saints get the dub. Cover by the hook. Yeah, that was the highlight of my week, dealing with a two-year-old, six-month pregnant wife, trying to get stuff done before vacation. A little silver lining there. But I hope you guys had a good weekend. We're back. A little eight-game action on an MLB slate. I'm Dave Locker at Lafayette underscore D. On the Twitters, joined by Matt Bellman, maybe Matthew, but we'll go Matt Bellman at Fantasy Tips, Fantasy Tips Man, right? No, Fantasy Tips Matt, I meant. But Fantasy Tips Matt? Yeah. On Twitter, Twitter, uh, dude, you've had some, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with Matt, let me make a a brief introduction here. He does the show with EMAC every weekend. I believe you did one with Josh Deeper Dive last week. So most people probably know who you are. Josh is off today. You've had some uh, monster MLB wins this year. We follow each other on Twitter, and I've seen it blow up on occasion, particularly through the first few months of the MLB. You were on a heater, dude. Yeah, it was really nice. It's been a nice MLB season, especially at the beginning. Uh, Trying to capitalize, I got a couple tickets to the DraftKings Baseball World Championship this weekend uh, in San Diego. I was telling Jordan before the show, kind of in limbo if I'm going to be able to go, but Either way, I hope to take down a million there. And yeah, man, it's been a good year. Uh, had a good NBA year, so kind of transitioned it into MLB and hoping to keep it going to football. It's awesome, man. Where? What? Do you know what hotel it is? Is it the Hard Rock? Yeah, it's in. It's not. No, it's in Coronado. It's like the. It's like Del Coronado. Okay. The only live qualifier, the only live final I ever qualified for was in San Diego for DraftKings as well. That was back when they were doing. 
it was like five million the first, and then they did this insane thing where it was two rounds, and mm. you have to play through one round, then the second round to win the five mil was in the actual NFL playoffs, and the points were cumulative. So, like, however many points you had after week one rolled over to week two. So, like, you could go into it, the final 10 people, and one of them could have a 50-point lead, which did happen, and he ended up coming in seven or something. I think that was – how long have you been playing? Do you remember Condia? I do remember Condia. I don't remember the live finals that you're speaking of, though, where it did it yeah. like that. To be fair, though, I never really was a live final – chaser until this past nba season so i never knew that that's wild yeah it was it was super weird i i didn't actually pay for this was uh it was they did like a miami thing down like DraftKings held Yeah, I can hear you. Hold on, can you hear me? That's weird. I can't know. Zoom just glitched on me. Said it was said my mic wasn't working. All right, we're back. Anyway, let's talk. Some I thought it was me. I thought it was me, and I was like, "Damn, my first show with Lafayette." No, no, like, not man. being able to. All right, cool. I'm blaming it on Zoom, actually. But uh, happy to have you guys with us. Hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and leave a comment down below if you're listening or watching. And after the fact, at the very least, we try and read all of them, respond to all of them, and uh, also. You want to listen in podcast form? Maybe, maybe you got a long commute to work or just doing stuff throughout the day. Want to throw your phone in the pocket, turn it off. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it may be, we got you covered. And of course, leave us a rating, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you are. That helps us greatly. All right, let's do it, man. We got eight games today. There are definitely some good pitchers at the top today, in particularly good matchups as well. We'll break all of this down, but we'll go game by game. Uh, you know, starting with this first one, Carlos Carrasco and Quinn Priester. We didn't have a line on this. I'm not sure if both of these guys are official yet, but those are your probables. Uh, so we don't have a, a line on this. But man, Carlos Carrasco has been virtually unrosterable for the most part this season, just given the, you know, the lack of swing and miss stuff. He's not what he once was back in his prime. And then Quinn Priester on the other side going up against the Mets at City Field. Let's start here. Um, I can't imagine either of these guys are going to be chalky today. How are you playing the pitching matchup in this game? Not playing the pitching matchup in this game. Uh, <laughs> really, really tough to get to either of these guys. I mean, Carrasco's been one of the worst starters in baseball this year. Priester looks like Carrasco since he's been called up. So no thank you on either side there. The offense has intrigued me, especially because we have cores. You know, the, the Diamondbacks in a great spot. They're going to eat up a ton of ownership. I think basically, and I know our tools haven't updated yet. I'm assuming basically anywhere else you go is going to be contrarian. Do you agree? You have to think. So. I mean, it almost always is, right? right? Especially when you're talking about Chris Flexen pitching at Coors. I, I, I mean, the, the, the you know what? I'll say yes and no. On one hand, yeah. On the other hand, this Colorado offense is so bad everywhere that it doesn't mean they aren't viable at Coors. But uh, if if Merrill Kelly does in fact make this start, I know last I looked, he wasn't confirmed uh, because he was removed from last game, but it looks like he should be fine. If Merrill Kelly, so he's a good pitcher. So would you just think that massive ownership is coming into yeah. Arizona and then just some on Colorado? 
even if Kelly's not starting, I don't think Colorado is going to be overly popular because they stink. People know they stink. Uh, if you're playing MLB DFS at this point of the year, you know that the Rockies are not good. They got even worse after the trade deadline. With Merrill Kelly pitching, I don't think Colorado is going to be owned really at all. I mean, a little bit because it's cores. If he's not pitching and they have some scrub instead, then they'll get more ownership. But it's really the Arizona side. I mean, there are some good offenses on this slate because it's an interesting slate and in that there are some good pitching options up top. But then at the bottom, there are some gas cans. So a few offenses to like here. And I like the Mets uh, quite a bit, even though they've been very disappointing this season. They have. Uh, by the way, I was just throwing this in there to let them know because we updated we updated the tools, but we don't have ownership on them yet for the top stacks and top pitchers. So let's get that. Should be up momentarily. Let's talk about bats a little bit in this game then because you have uh, – Quinn Priester and Carrasco on the mound. This might not be Coors Field. You know, this might not be Citizens Bank Park in mid-August. Might might not be the greatest hitters park in baseball, but uh, how much of both of these teams are you looking to get to today? So, again, I want our tools to come out to really answer that question, but just off the cuff, I like both of them. I like pieces of the Pirates. Man, I still want to respect Carrasco, even though he's been so bad. He's one of my favorite You know, being a Cleveland fan, he's one of my favorite baseball players of all time, to be honest. He's a guy that really, really loved Cleveland. So it's it's hard to see him like this. Pittsburgh cheap. Pittsburgh is cheap, though. Excuse me. Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds really stand out. Hayes leading off at 3,800. Reynolds is down to like 4,300. I like those two bats from the Pittsburgh side a lot. From a full stacking standpoint, I like the Mets a little bit more. Um, Got going last night against the Braves on Sunday Night Baseball after a really, really tough series in which... They got absolutely destroyed one of those games, 21 to three. I think the middle of the Mets lineup, you know, McNeil, Lindor, Alonzo, those guys look good here. And then you've got some cheap pieces to fill it out. Rafael Ortega. I think the Mets don't look as good as Arizona, but the ownership will bear that out. So in tournaments, you know, presuming they're not getting a ton of love, I like New York quite a bit here. New York Yankees in Atlanta. Here's another one. I mean, the Atlanta Braves just every day have a run implied total north of like five and a half at this point. It's it's really gotten out of control. 5.6 today, 3.7 for the Yankees. Max Freed on the bump for Atlanta. Clark Schmidt for, for New York. But, uh, you know, we can, we, can, we can tackle this one either way you want. It doesn't matter if we want to go pitching or if we want to go with hitting. Uh, obviously, you like righties a little bit more against the Yankees, but – Freed as a big favorite today. I think they're like minus 210 or something last time I looked. Uh, is always going to be at least worth talking about against the team with a sub four implied total. Yeah, minus 218. Uh, and then Clark Schmidt on the other side. And how often are you willing to roster guys that are likely just walking into a buzz, buzzsaw known as the Atlanta Braves offense? Pretty much never on a slate like this. Quick aside uh, on that point right there. I was watching the, the Mets-Braves game last night. And they were interviewing guys from like the Braves World Series title teams. Marquise Grissom was on there. I'm sure you remember him, older player. Mm-hmm. Uh, they asked him, it was the K-Rod, it was the K-Rod broadcast. So Michael K and A-Rod. And one of them asked him, who on this Braves lineup, you know, is there one guy that you think could play on your team? And he chuckles and he's like, all of them. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. it what was a like silly, a stupid what a question. Silly question. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. So this lineup is... It's the best in baseball. It's it's really, really good. I'm not interested at all in Schmidt. Just a matter of how much Atlanta we want to get. I assume, because it's been like this every day, 
they're going to be top three in top staff percentage and about half, about the ownership's about half of that. So they're going to look great in tournaments like they do every day. It's just a matter of how you're going to get to them. Now, Miles Mikolas against the A's unlocks a key there where he makes it easier to get there. Um, but you got really got to prioritize, prioritize these guys. The one other really nice thing about them, they're one through four. Acuna, Albies, Riley Olsen have played every single game this season. You know, Sean V, you are lucky. You lucky. I love you, man, but you're lucky Josh isn't on the show today. <laughs> he would have you for that. Sean said, and I appreciate it. Keep it coming. Schmidt, uh, where? Uh, okay, Clark Schmidt, first time pitching in his hometown in his four-year career. Schmidt has around 50 family and friends coming to the game. He got tickets for them. All right, might be true. Here's my question. Here's my question to you, Matt. When you're trying to factor narratives in, especially from a pitching perspective, where does the added motivation translate into better pitching? Is your command better? Is your control better? Is your velocity higher? Maybe, but what if your velocity is up because you're amped up and the adrenaline's going with family and friends, but you can't command your pitches? How do you factor something like that in from an analytical standpoint? To me, it's not something I can quantify. You don't. I mean, that's just the simple answer. You, you don't. don't. I, I agree. Like, you guys talk about this a lot. You've talked about this for years on your show. It's not that narratives don't exist. It's that they're, like, impossible to quantify. Right. Especially something like this where, yeah, I mean, all that might be true. And, like, if you like him a little bit more because of that, so be it. But the flip side of that is what you just said. Who the hell knows if because he has 50 family and friends there, he's a little more amped up than he usually is and can't control the zone. This is not an offense where you really want to be overly amped up against. So I take absolutely nothing into that. How much do you take into get? Okay. So let me, all right, let, let's back up for a second. And I want to see, do we have, we may have ownership, although the top stacks and top. It's like the schools are like mid update. It seems right. Yeah, I know. That's what, that's what I was trying to figure out here. I think, I think I can just go into the ownership. Pay- there we go. All right. So I'm just going into the ownership page and I'm going to filter by by pitcher right now. We don't have it in stacks or or top pitchers tool, but we do have it in. Oh, yeah. So, okay. so that, that'll be good for now. If you guys want to follow along yeah, for your, sure. and your premium subs, yes, Stochastic Plus Platinum, go into ownership right now. You can just sort by position. That'll that'll be good enough at the top for the time being until we get that squared away. All right. So, yeah, Scherzer, Michaelis, Merrill Kelly, Darvish. Damn, Merrill that's that's it. I don't see that. There's no, there's there's no way. Also, he is cheap though. Yeah, he is, he is cheap. Also, we have Emerson Hancock, but MLB and all the sports books I saw uh, have Logan Gilbert for for Seattle. Um, everything. Yeah, I, I see saw, Logan Gilbert. I see Logan Gilbert. Yeah. So, we'll we'll see. Play that one by ear, uh, and I don't think. I don't think Glassnow's in there either. Gonna have gonna have to wing this one, Matt. Let's do it. I see Glassnow. He's under he's under relief pitcher, is why. Oh yeah, he's right. Yeah, I am blind. Yeah, he's th- he's third. Okay. I'm really wondering what's up with the what's up with the Pittsburgh Mets game though. Like you said, because the line's like not really out. I'm wondering, like you you alluded to, if one of these pitchers is not actually pitching. Yeah, it's possible. I, I think it actually is entirely possible that that's the Same. case. Some. 
Sometimes it just happens and the probables end up being the guys that are in, but uh, we'll see. Wrapping up Yankees in the Mets game. If you have, if you had to take one piece from this game, just like most preferred piece from this game, is it pitching or is it bats from one of these two sides? Man, that's a great question. This is a game where I could see all of it doing well. Thus, I could see none of it doing well. Um, I think ultimately to answer your question, it would be freed, but I don't have a ton of confidence in that. Um, I think in tournaments, you can never go wrong with the Braves bats. The Yankee side, certainly Schmidt, no interest at all. From the New York offense side, not really, but a guy like Giancarlo Stanton, who is very, very cheap, good against lefties, don't mind him as a one-off, but I think Freed would be the top choice there. Oakland and St. Louis. Oakland, a huge dog today, plus 170. And by the way, the reason I mentioned that uh, it's Logan Gilbert and not Hancock is because You'd have to think that Gilbert, I know he's I know he's popular. You have to think he's going to pull some ownership against this Kansas City team in a park that suppresses power, though. Right? Yeah, like you would think that, that he's going to get some ownership as well. So I would there's no that, way that Merrill Kelly will be higher owned than him. No. Also, if if Emerson Hancock was starting at four thousand dollars, I mean <laughs> People are going to be getting the Emerson Hancock and then like jamming Braves bats and stuff like that. And no, jamming Arizona bats. That would probably be as, as chalky as possible. Scherzer or Glass now and, and Emerson Hancock plus Arizona bats at Coors would be one spot that you would definitely look to get to. But I think so, it's... A what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Just sorry to even cut you off, no, but I don't really understand why even anyone would have Hancock here because... Hancock pitched on the ninth. Gilbert pitched on the eighth. Yeah. So right. why is it even? Um, I know DK had Hancock last yeah. night. It's go ahead. Yeah. No, that's what I was gonna say. That they had they, DK had Hancock this morning as well. So now they have know. Gilbert. They they switched to Gilbert. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it is Gilbert. I mean, it's confirmed. If it's on, agreed. I'm always gonna look at the sports books and the MLB official because the sports books, if they put it up there and there's a and there's yeah. a line up there. They're pretty confident that's going to be the starter. I could see it if it were like flipped around where where Hancock pitched uh, a day before Gilbert, but they had like an extra day off and they were skipping Hancock, but they would yeah. not skip. You know what I mean? Gilbert's the more established guy there. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Oakland and St. Louis. J.P. Sears, Miles Michaelis. I'll tell you what. Miles Michaelis against Oakland. He's probably going to be relatively high owned. Uh, we have him at 
what do we what do we have, man? We gotta have him up there, right? Yeah, he's yeah, up we there, have second him. highest. Yeah, second highest. It is interesting though, because like you said, there are some bad pitchers on this slate, but then there's also a few options that look pretty good that aren't insanely expensive. But I guess Michaelis stands out the most among this mid-range seven thousand dollars against Oakland. He's not a high strikeout pitcher by any stretch, but um he can pitch relatively deep in the games, and he's facing arguably the worst offense in baseball. How are you playing Michaelis on this slate against Oakland? I hate it, but he looks really good at this price point. It's just the matchup yeah. and the price. Because like you said, there are better pitchers on this slate, no doubt. You Darvish in particular is a significantly better DFS pitcher than Michaelis with better underlying metrics pretty much all over the board. But he's 1,700 more facing Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore's good. I know you guys have talked about that a lot this year. Oakland is not good. Uh, the worst lineup in baseball. A little bit of a ballpark upgrade for them, but Nicholas is just too cheap here. I don't think you have to use him because, as you've mentioned a couple times, there are good pitching options on this slate. But you do have to roster two guys. Playing Scherzer and Glass now seems like a, a, a stretch. I mean, if you want to get any semblance of good bats. I mean, playing Scherzer and Glass now would make sense if you want to, like, stack Oakland, which – you know, if you're playing 150, I don't hate, but not, certainly not the optimal way to go. Nicholas looks really good here. He's not a great DFS pitcher by any means. He's more average than anything. Certainly more solid than spectacular. But at this price and this matchup, I get the ownership. And I wouldn't fault anyone for just eating it. You make a good point, though. Like, I, I'd be interested to see what the Scherzer glass now lineups look like because they both have matchups against teams that can hit for power. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, on on the on the one hand, with Tyler Glass now, you already know that that he's got a great park. He has a thirty five percent K rate versus lefties, thirty three and a half percent against righties, in a good park today. Man, oh, and, and then you have uh, Scherzer against the Angels. You know, not a full strength Angels team. Both of those guys could go out there if they both had double digit strikeouts. You wouldn't be shocked. So, who do, who do you think the best stacks with that pairing would be? If it wasn't Oakland, are there any other cheap bats, cheap stacks that we could look at? Probably Pittsburgh is going to be yeah. up there for sure. Yeah. I, even in the top stack tool, which is like not really, you can't really read anything from it right now. It seems off. They have Pittsburgh as a really high top value stack. So I get that. I think that's where people will go. It's interesting. Adam talks a lot about how, and I'm sure he's talked about this with you, about how safety and pitchers doesn't come from, a good matchup. It comes from strikeout upside. Of course. This is like a perfect, perfect, uh, I, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, but the perfect like argument for that today is like, who do you think safer today? Scherzer with a higher strikeout upside, you know, much higher in a tougher matchup against the Angels or Mikolas against Oakland. It's hard for me to sit here and say Scherzer, but that's probably the right answer. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It does. And, I mean, Michaelis isn't like a 10% strikeout pitcher, so there's Fair. that. That That's the problem. Like, you could go – Wade Miley was popular the other day. And it's like, this guy's got, what, a 10% strikeout rate or whatever? Michaelis at 16.5%. That's pretty awful as well. Yeah. No, nah, that's a good point. Do you like uh, – I mean, go ahead. If, if you're playing Michaelis here and he gets into a little bit of trouble, like, he's going to be hard for him to get out of that trouble without – having the strikeout upside. I mean, mid-teen strikeout percentage, as you mentioned, like it's not as safe as I think people want it to be here. And I am worried about that ownership. I know we have him like 
hovered right with right with Scherzer and Glass now. I could see him being really, really popular in higher dollar, less entry type stuff. Do you think making a pivot to Sears is viable at no ownership at the same price as Michael? I only ask because he's got a 22 plus percent strikeout rate. He's not a bad pitcher, but he just has a much, much worse matchup. He's definitely not a bad pitcher. Um, you know, he was probably the main piece that they got back in the Frankie Montes deal last day. Who's speaking of which hasn't even pitched this year. I just hate the spot against St. Louis, especially against lefties. They don't strike out. Their lineup is built, you know, to, to face left-handed pitching, it seems. So that's not the, where I would go as a pivot. I think I'd probably lean towards more Grayson Rodriguez if I had to. A little bit cheaper, tougher spot against San Diego. You know, higher strikeout stuff, you know, better stuff overall than Nicholas. So that's probably where my pivot would be. Um, if I... I just probably wouldn't play Sears or Nicholas to answer the question you asked me. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense to me. How about St. Louis bats then against Sears? Cause like we both said, he's not a, he's, he's not a bad pitcher. Sure. He gets the pitch in Oakland, which is helpful. The the one thing about Sears is he, look, he's not bad. He's not great. He's a five Oh five expert, uh, 1.79 home runs per nine on the season. So he does give up power. I just meant from a strikeout perspective, you could certainly do worse than him. But he had sure. a two, 226x ISO against righties today. That's slightly problematic against the against the St. Louis Cardinals. Really, really hard for me to want to prioritize them here, though, with their best bats, Goldschmidt and Arenado, in the same price range as Matt Olson, Pete Alonzo. Sure. I mean, are you prioritizing St. Louis over the Braves or the Mets? I don't think I am. I don't think it's like out of the realm there. I think both, you know, all those three are probably comparable. But then you also have like Christian Walker. Uh, it's hard for me to sit here and say I'm going to prioritize St. Louis. You know, that being said, I don't hate the idea of using a one-off or two. They have power. Sears can give up power. More looking, I would more be looking at that than a full stack. Tommy Edmond, you know, depending on where he's sitting in the lineup. That's crushed lefties all year. He homered twice yesterday, the day before, whenever they played. So, yeah, I mean, he's hot right now, and he might be, you know, hitting towards the top of the lineup. So he's a guy I'd look at. Other than that, not really. Do you have any interest in the Oakland bats? You had mentioned that maybe if you went with a, an elevated pitcher pairing, it would be viable. But And, yes, Clayton Eskew, slightly problematic, is being very generous. I agree. Uh, any interest at all in Oakland, or you want to move on to this Angels-Texas game? I think we can move on. I think the point for Oakland is just that Nicholas is getting a lot of love and he's not very, he's not great. This is a spot in MLB. I actually love attacking pitchers that are only really getting love because of their price point, not because of their talent level. The problem is Oakland is just so bad. It's really hard to see a, a It's really hard to see a slate here where like they are winning the slate with multiple home runs. You've got Arizona, the other offenses we talked about. I guess I wouldn't mind using them as one-offs if you're not using Nicholas, but I think I'm team Nicholas tonight. Angels and Texas. All right, here it gets interesting now because you got Patrick Sandoval on on the Angel side of this game. Sandoval's a fine pitcher. He's just not somebody that's going to rack up strikeouts at an elevated clip. Also, not the best matchup either. 19% K rate. He is cheap. Doesn't give up any power. 0.74 home runs per nine. But, you know, again, not exactly an easy matchup. He's getting around 8% uh, right now in our ownership projections. But on the other side, Scherzer against the Angels. I guess ultimately looking at this, the Angels, we know they have pop. Like, we know there's power. 
even without Trout in the lineup, this team has a lot of power. But they also strike out at one of the highest clips in the league on the active roster against right-handed pitching. So uh, what do you make of this? Also, worth pointing out as well, Scherzer has a 22.5% K rate against lefties, 32.5% K rate against righties. So we always know, we've always known that while he's still above average striking out left-handed hitters, he is much, much, much more proficient at doing so against the same-handed bats. Yeah, you much prefer Scherzer against right-handers, no doubt. Uh, you know, he's great against everyone, as you mentioned, but against righties, he's one of the best to ever do it. I like Scherzer a lot here. It's interesting that he's pulling a little bit more ownership than Glass now. I think the spot is probably a little bit better for Scherzer, you know, more strikeouts there, better ballpark for Glass now. Glass now has is probably the better pitcher at this point in their careers, you know, slightly better numbers all over. I like Scherzer because I think the Angels just present a you know high upside matchup for Scherzer. Tons of strikeouts in this lineup. You know, he's at home here. He hasn't been like impervious to getting hit though. So I don't think he's like uh, who would I compare him to? Well, Strider's gotten hit a little bit, but I don't think he's like the safest option here, but he does look good. He's, he's not he's know, not uh Jacob DeGrom pre pre going down this year. I don't I was thinking DeGrom too. I don't know. I always that's like the guy I go to. So yeah, but DeGrom's DeGrom. like the greatest pitcher we've ever seen yeah. when he's healthy, dude. No doubt, no doubt. So yeah, DeGrom for sure. He's not, I don't feel that way here. It doesn't give me like the warm and fuzzies, but high strikeout upside, good spot. Scherzer is right up there with Glass now as a top pitcher on the slate. He's expensive, but he's not like crazy expensive. Cole was 11-5 yesterday. We've seen Strider like 12-8. I think you can fit Scherzer pretty easily with Nicholas. So, yeah, I get the ownership, and he looks really good here. Are there any bats you look to get to? I mean, obviously, L.A. against Texas is never going to – or against Scherzer is never going to really inspire you. Maybe, obviously, like an Otani could be interesting against Scherzer. He will give up some pop to lefties. But what about Texas bats, too? Well, the thing with Texas is, you know, I'd much rather pick on Sandoval than Scherzer. And Sandoval doesn't strike guys out, like you mentioned, but he doesn't let up. He doesn't give up a ton of power either. So Texas, I think, is like fine here, but they're lower on the priority list. Um, their lineup is getting healthy again, though. Seeger's fully back. Jonah Heim is back. So their lineup is, you know, how it was at the beginning of the year. Very potent. They have upside on any given slate. Just really hard for me, again, like, to prioritize going to Corey Seager at 6,300. If I'm going to be contrarian and play a team that's not going to get love, I think I'll just go to the Braves. Yeah. Man, you like that low-owned Braves stack, huh? Or I don't even I don't even think I'm going to play it, but like as far as tournaments go, every day it seems, just based on our tools, they're the best tournament play. I mean, if you can get there. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, where would you? I, they I know run a lot too. Like, sorry, but that doesn't get talked about because it's hard to project. They run a ton and steals, like, they add up quickly. And the Braves are just the best DFS offense by far. Yeah, that's not even in question. We're, it's still early in the day and like tools will update throughout. We'll get more information. There's still a few games that don't have lines posted yet, which happens, you know. Uh, particularly this late in the season when you just start seeing random guys tossed out there. But uh, where are you leaning right now as far as your favorite stacks? Like, is are you looking heavy Arizona despite the chalk? Uh, are there any other spots that really stand out? Yeah, I really like the Mets against Priester. Um, okay. Watch that game last night. And again, more of an ownership play because on paper, 
I think you're fooling yourself if you don't think Arizona is the top play on paper. The ownership will be there with Arizona, though. So kind of looking at them as maybe my fill-in pieces, like my smaller stack or one-offs, like because Arizona is going to score some runs here. Flexen's awful, and I think you want some pieces of them, but they're going to be crazy, crazy high-owned. And while they have a good offense, it's not an elite offense. Now, that said, what I just said about Atlanta, Arizona runs too. So they're going to get on base here. They're going to run. It makes them look even better. Seattle and Kansas City. Oh, before we do, just one more shout out to the MLB lineup generator. <clears throat> Still a lot of baseball left. NFL lineup generator. Can't wait for that, man. That showdown piece that we added to that last year where you could like choose your own game scenario. So it would build lineups with the story that you're trying to tell. Obviously so important for NFL showdown. But the MLB lineup generator has just been putting numbers up for people all season long. You guys are seeing the screenshots through and through every single day. We do the strategy show in the deeper dive. It's 448 for the first week, not 448 guys. It's $4.48 for the first week. And ultimately here's what it does. If you're new to this show, if you're new to baseball or you're someone that maybe you're working with a smaller bankroll or not, you just don't have time to build your own lineups or you're building lineups and struggling and you're looking for a better way to do it, to get better lineups. All the MLB lineup generators doing is simulating lineups a thou thousands of times, throwing all the bad ones out, giving you the best plus EV lineups. And then after that, you can decide which ones you want to discard and the ones you want to save. Once you save them, you can go in and see all of your exposure. Like let's say you save 20 lineups. You can see all your exposures. You can see all of the individual lineups. And before you go in, you can set your stack types, right? You want a 4-4, you want a five-man stack. You want all stacks to see what you get. Or you can lock players and swap players. I always recommend going too heavy on that. Can get you into some trouble. But uh, because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to override good lineups by putting in your own, you know, judgment, because then that just gets you in trouble. You're like, okay, you have a plus EV lineup and now you swap three players. It's no longer a plus EV lineup. Check it out. $4 and 48 cents for the first week. Link in the description. It's in chat as well. Uh, try, I'm telling you, you're going to love this tool. Uh, everybody else, not, I won't say everybody. I can't speak for everybody, but seeing the, you know, unsolicited endorsements we get in the comments and chat and the tweets that we get with the screenshots it's worked wonders for people you know taking the mini max 1500 2000 bucks the quarter arcades and the 50 cent the nickels you know thousand x roi on those and going oh well this paid for itself in the first week and if it doesn't you're down less than four dollars and fifty cents i'm telling you it's worth a shot especially if you're struggling with lineups i think you're going to love the ease of this and you're going to love how it works. And you can upload all your lineups to CSV. You can also use it on your phone as well. Optimize for mobile. So lineup generator, less than 450 for the first week. Link in the description and in chat to that tool. All right, Seattle and Kansas City. So it is Logan Gilbert. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. 
barbecues with family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, this is an interesting spot, man. The, the, the Kansas City Royals are a bad offense. You know, one of the worst teams in baseball right now. And you've got Logan Gilbert, who's not a, I mean, Matt, he's not an elite Tyler Glasnow style strikeout pitcher, but he's still 25% K rate on the season. Kauffman Stadium does suppress, um, does suppress power, particularly home runs. What do you make of, of him today against this Kansas City team that's top 10 in strikeout rate? on the season he's on that right left he's on that next level below like the top guys right like he's right right in that second tier he's priced like that though is my biggest issue he's not too expensive but he's certainly not cheap at 9700 i like him here no doubt about it i have no interest in going to kansas city bats against him but do i like him more than scherzer and or glass now i'm not sure yet i kind of want to see where the tools uh show them and you know it's still really early in the day but he's in the mix there i mean he looks like one of the best pitchers on the slate i like him more we didn't really talk about max freed but i like him a little bit more than freed really only because of freed's limited pitch count i think they're similar here better matchup for gilbert i actually think freed's a slightly better pitcher but gilbert's in play for me certainly not a lot what's the total on this kansas city royals team today okay 3.8 3.8 run. Arizona's at 7.5. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's Yankees, crazy. Yankees 3-7. Giants 3-8. Royals 3-8. Angels against Scherzer 3-8. Oakland 3-8. That's one, two, three, four, five teams on this slate with 3.8 or lower run totals. And then you've got like Arizona and, and, and Atlanta. And the Cardinals in Texas, all north of five. It is an interesting one for sure. Do you have? I really, I was just going to ask you, and you know, I don't know how much you've looked into this. I really struggle with like Gilbert versus Darvish. Um, I like the spot better for Gilbert. I like Darvish a little bit better as a pitcher. And I like that Darvish is less expensive. I think that's where, you know, I, I really need my decision point will be. Do you have a strong take either way there? How much do you think ownership plays into this? I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't think that they're that far off as far as ownership goes. Same. Right? I think they're both probably like in the twenty percent range. Neither is going to be overly popular, but they'll both get a little bit of love. I mean, I probably take the savings on Darvish. What is it? A thousand dollar discount there. A thousand dollars, which is. I mean, they're very comparable pitchers. I'd probably yeah. take the savings too. Yeah, the I mean, the only difference is that Darvish has a far more difficult matchup. No doubt about that. The Kansas City does have some power, but they they're also going to strike out at a high clip. They've been better recently. Um, you know, for the first couple months of the season, they were just dreadful, and they're not good now. They've been better recently. They're still nowhere. I mean, Baltimore has the second best record in baseball, best record in the American league. It's crazy what they're doing. It's amazing. The, the only other thing though, is like Kansas city does not walk. 
And Logan Gilbert has a 4% K rate. So you could, Kansas City has the lowest walk rate in the league on their active roster versus right-handed pitching at 6%, 23.5% K rate. There is something about this where you go, maybe Logan Gilbert just works highly efficiently in a spot like this. And, and his home ballpark is great for pitching and he's going to another ballpark great for pitching. So I think that, you know, landing on Gilbert makes sense here. He's not a lock with the other options around him, but certainly looks good here. Side note, I have to ask you because I've been thinking about it all show. Where's James Harden playing next year? You saw that stuff he said about Daryl Morey? I did. I did. What was that his was agenda? Wild. Couldn't believe that. Where's he playing next year? Uh, not Philly. I don't know. It's crazy, man. First Ben Simmons, then James Harden. It's uh, not looking great these days, but I, I honestly don't know. Clippers, they talked about that. I don't know why you'd want to go back to Houston. I know there was there's a lot of rumors about that, but I just don't. It seems odd. It seems odd that you'd want to go back to Houston. Who knows? Not sure who wants him at this point. Yeah. I want to know what he's talking about with Daryl Morey. If he's going to be that vocal and outspoken Same. about something, like tell us what you're talking. Has he dive in? Has he shed light on that yet, or did he just no. kind of? Yeah, that's what I don't it? like. What's that? Did you see it or just read about it? Like him say that? No, I saw the video yeah, of him like okay. standing. I don't know where he. Where was he? China. Is that what it was? Yeah, he has like a basketball camp in China. He was there for it. And that's where he decided to say all that? Yeah, I don't get it at all. I need some context. I'm with you. Weird. Hey, chat's talking a little bit about uh, Brady Singer. By the way, can we hit that thumbs up, guys? Take a single second. Show a little love here and atone for your sins on a Monday morning. We're at 68 likes. I think it's more than doable over the next uh, three games that we hit 100 here and start the week off on the right foot. Appreciate you in advance. Just takes a second. But Brady Singer, 19.5% K rate on the season. Seattle, I mean, hey, Seattle does have strikeouts in the lineup. There's that. Not a power, not a power friendly ballpark. Seattle, third highest K rate in the league versus righties behind only Minnesota and Colorado. Any interest in Brady Singer today, Matt? I do have a little interest in Singer. Not a lot, but especially as a pivot off of, of Nicholas. Like Singer's more expensive, but he's certainly the better DFS pitcher. I mean, I hate to be this guy, but. If you look at Singer's game log, like he's pitching well right now. He's not a guy that you trust and, you know, could turn on, on any given start, but he's in good form right now. This is a guy that has always had talent, uh, you know, first round pick years ago. I don't hate Singer here because I've used Seattle and Minnesota in the same vein where like they strike out so much. They also have power where, you know, it's risky because they have good hitters in their lineup. They just strike out a ton. You know, no J.P. Crawford still leading off for Seattle. I get the singer play. I don't have, like, huge endorsements for him, but I don't think he's a bad look at all. I wish he were a little bit cheaper, but, I mean, you could say that about anyone. I don't I don't think he's the worst play out there either. I really don't. Seattle has a 4.4 run implied total. That's not massive, you know, 4.4 4. 4 runs. It's not crazy. So, makes sense. Do you like any bats from either side? Mm. All right, our top stuff updated. Yeah, Kansas updated. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Cool. No, I was saying Kansas City against Logan Gilbert. That's a tough spot to get to. But what about Seattle against Singer? 
I think the, the case can be made for Seattle. I mean, right now our top stack tool has them third overall. I don't, there's no way. There's no way. Unless the weather, have you checked the weather at all? Uh, no, but I will. Because that's really sticking out that Seattle is so 73, high. 73 degrees, nothing crazy. No. Uh, to be honest, I think Seattle makes sense because what I talked about, they have a ton of power. But on this slate in particular, I'd be more interested in getting the singer. There's just offenses I like much more than Seattle here. Tough ballpark, not for me. Okay. Arizona, Colorado, here we go. All right. Diamondbacks, Colorado Rockies. The Diamondbacks have a gargantuan implied total right now. Just through the roof, seven and a half. I want to just update to see if we have any lines. Sometimes, like in the middle of a show, we'll get the starting pitcher, we'll get the probables, and then all right. So we just have the money line. Arizona minus 230. We don't have a total yet. So we'll see. I mean, here's the good thing, Matt. We don't need one. Like we we know assuming that assuming that Merrill Kelly is starting, we we know what we're doing here. Chris Flexen. Arizona is going to be mega chalk and for good reason. They have a 19% top stack probability in the top stack tool right now, which is amazing considering it's a decent sized slate. They don't have a, a terribly low value score either. They're going to be popular, but what do we make of, what do we make of them today against outside of the obvious, you know what I mean? Like, yes, they're obviously a great stack against Chris Flex and in Coors field, but how do you play something like this? I'm curious if the top stack tool numbers are fully correct right now, because seeing the Mets against Priester like lower than the Angels against Scherzer is really throwing me off. That said, that's kind of irrelevant to what you asked me. Arizona looks elite here. As far as their value goes, they have some expensive guys up top. Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, Christian Walker are all expensive. But then like Tommy Pham is cheap. Gabriel Moreno is back today, so he's really cheap. They designated Christian Walker for assignment. I think there are ways you can get a little bit different and weird with Arizona. That said, they're all going to get love. So you got to know that going in, like ownership in baseball, isn't like it is in basketball where like you have these guys that are really, really popular because it's so projectable, but Arizona is going to be up there today. They look great. They're facing like the worst, but even they're facing a pitcher probably worse than Carrasco and Quinn Priester in cores. Their lineup is affordable ish. They look elite here. I struggle to make a case to say, like, fade them. The only case to fade them is ownership. But I think I'm more likely to, you know, full stack another team and play some smaller Arizona stacks. Just hard for me to see, to envision a scenario where they don't do anything in this spot. All that said, it is baseball, so who the hell knows? Yeah, we, we've we seen Coors Field fail us on many occasions, but it's still tough not to want to get here. Chris Flexen on the season. He's thrown 55 and two third innings, 2.75 home runs per nine, five, four, nine X fit, uh, 14.6% strikeout rate, 4% K minus BB rate. And then you go and you look at him versus lefties and righties, 423 X Woba versus righties, 270 X ISO, 418, no, sorry, 357 X Woba versus lefties, 147 X ISO. So he has, you know, less expected power against lefties. He's still going to give up a ton of actual power, but yeah, the, you're not, it's going to be very difficult to get away from this one. Unless like maybe you go one-offs instead of the full five-man stack to get different there. 
Would you have interest in playing Merrill Kelly today against the Rockies, of course, assuming he's... I starter. would. I would if he weren't already popular. I think it's a great way to be contrarian if he were contrarian. It doesn't seem like he's going to be right now. I just, I don't see people. People do not like taking pictures in cores. Merrill Kelly's good, but he's not, he doesn't have the reputation of being like a true ace or people like will, will go to. I mean, lastly, he faced the Dodgers at home. I used him actually a little bit. He was like 3% on. So he's, I just don't see him getting love in, in Colorado here. And if he, you know, if the projections change and he comes in lower own, I have a ton of interest there as like a way to get different. That would be a, a guy I'd use, it, you know, in Stack Arizona. Yeah. Man, God. The, all right. Well, then what about Colorado bats? I got, we got to cover that we, no stone unturned when it comes to Coors Field. Uh, any Colorado bats intrigue you at all? I've never seen a team in Coors so low on our top stack tool. They're third from the bottom. I don't know if I've ever seen that. This lineup stinks. Profar got hurt yesterday. Make their lineup even worse. Kelly is good. Um, no, I mean the only case is that they're in cores, but like, I mean, cores isn't the moon. Like, you still have to be semi decent at baseball to to put up runs. And while anything can happen, I'm not putting my money on the Rockies here. And uh, we don't have a confirmed starter yet. Just for those of you guys wondering, we it's it's Kelly's spot in the rotation. It's Kelly's spot. They said he rotation. just left with cramps, so I I would assume yeah. that he's good. Yep, makes sense. You would think he's fine. Baltimore and San Diego. Oh, uh, one more thing before we close these final two games out. I mentioned this on Twitter the other day that Drafters is doing these flash things. Do you do best ball? I'm not a best ball, bro. No. Oh man, no, no, no. Not, I'm not a best ball, bro. I, that's a whole different world. Okay. But best ball in itself is a lot of a ton of fun. They, Drafters has pick them too. But they've been doing these flash sales, these flash drafts with, with best ball recently, where you it'd be like you draft five teams and you get you draft five teams and you get a free one. So if you haven't signed up yet, unfortunately for me, all of these, like I can't get these deposit bonuses anymore because I've I've milked all of them. But on drafters right now, they had the, the flash sale on, on the weekend. I know they're going to do more of these, Matt, because it's like 23% filled. And that season's going to creep up pretty quick. Like, I can't guarantee overlay. You would think there's going to be sizable overlay. It's a $2 million contest, okay? $300,000 uh, the first, 111,000 entries, and they're under 30,000 entries right now. That is a lot of entries that you have to get to. That's like 80,000 plus entries that you need to get to over the next, what, three and a half weeks or whatever to fill that. They're going to be doing some sick flash sales, but you already get the first match deposit bonus, which is 100% up to 100 bucks. So I look at it like this. All right, I put $100 in or even 20, whatever you have, but let's say you want to max this out because you should max every bonus if you have the opportunity. You put 100 bucks in, over on drafters, that means you have you can draft five lineups into their $2 million best ball tournament, okay? Five lineups. But they're matching at 100%. So now you've got five additional lineups for free. So you've drafted five lineups. You already have five more on tap because you got, or you got an additional $100 for free. And then when they do these blast drafts, they're going to do more of these unquestionably. 
you're getting another one, maybe even two free lineups thrown into the mix as well. So at the end of the day, you put 100 in and you've got, what, five, six, seven free teams that you were just able to build. It is the, the very definition of free money, especially plus EV money with a contest that looks like it's going to overlay a massive amount. Link in the description the drafters. Link is in the chat. If you're not there yet and you're in a state where you can play, take advantage of something like this. Just for real, do it. We got best ball tools, rankings for drafters over at uh, at Stochastic. Also, drafters has their pick'em format too, where you can up to 100 extra entries. You can play up to eight legs. They've got pick'em for baseball, football coming up, and all that. So two different great formats over there. And they're going to be giving away some tickets. They're already giving you a hundred percent match deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks. So link in the description. If you're not on drafters yet, link in the chat. If you're not there either, take advantage of that. Take your free money and run with it and uh, go win some money in some best ball contests. All right. Two games to go here. Let's talk about Baltimore and San Diego, Grayson Rodriguez and you Darvish. You had mentioned you Darvish earlier. You want to round out your analysis on him just kind of, where you sit on a guy like Darvish compared to the rest of these higher-end pitchers? Because he's right in the middle of the pack at 8,700. Yeah, I find myself gravitating towards Darvish often, and tonight might not be any different. I think this the scary part is the matchup. Even recently, uh, he hasn't been in the best spots, but Baltimore is really, really good, as we alluded to earlier. So, yeah, I mean, he... Faced the, he faced, he was at Seattle last turn. He faced the Dodgers in the start before that. So he, he's been mediocre in those two outings, you know, not to be unexpected facing the Dodgers. And then Seattle got to him a little bit. I think my biggest concern with Darvish right now and what might take me off of him is the pitch count. He hasn't thrown more than 92 pitches in any of his last four starts in the 80s and three of those starts. So again, I don't want to take too much into that because that just might be an outlier and like he's fine to go. Uh, you know, 100-plus pitches. But especially in the Dodgers start, it was worth noting that they took him out. He went seven strong. They were up two to one. He had only thrown 82 pitches, and they took him out. Not sure why. Again, it was the eighth inning, so maybe that was why. There are question marks for me with Darvis tonight, namely just the pitch count and the matchup. That being said, the price tag alleviates a couple of those, a lot of those concerns. So like you said, he's right in the mix for me. I think as of this moment, I have him pegged slightly higher than Logan Gilbert, probably slightly lower than the top two guys, Glassnow and Scherzer. And Nicholas is like his own entity because he's not as good as any of those guys, but he's in a cake matchup and he's so cheap. So he's kind of the aberration on this slate. Yeah, he is. You know, I just I don't know what up. to do with him. With Rodriguez, you said? No, with Nicholas. Like, oh, oh, just, Mike, I okay, keep going yeah, back yeah. to him because yeah. it's just. It's he's like the elephant in the room. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just looking at Grayson Rodriguez, and on on one hand, I mean, it's clearly not a uh, an appealing matchup against San Diego. He has been better since he's returned since they brought him back up. The only issue yes. with Rodriguez is the the strikeouts still haven't been there. But if if I were to just back up for a second, right, and go, all right, so what have we gotten out of Rodriguez since he returned in mid July? I it would be disingenuous to ignore the matchups too. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for my boy, Adam share, because he can't go a show without, you know, talking 15 minutes about Rodriguez. It's fair. He finally has a team to cheer for. I get it. And Rodriguez does have, you know, natural stuff. Like the pedigree is there. 
Listen to the five matchups he's had since coming back up. Dodgers, Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays, Astros. And the one matchup that looks pretty decent, the Yankees, he went six and a third scoreless with three hits, only struck out four, but had a nice start. This isn't a great matchup either, though, but I have to ask you about him just because he is very cheap. So uh, I know you had alluded to but or talked about it, but from a cheap pitcher standpoint, who would you say your favorite like sub 7K option is? Is it nobody or would it be sprinkles of Rodriguez in there just because he's so cheap? I hate picking on San Diego, even though I think San Diego is like much better on paper than they actually have played this year. I don't, I think that's a fact, but Rodriguez is so cheap. It's so interesting just to like look at his game log and analyze it a little bit from when he got sent down to when he's been back up now. Cause like you said, he's been much better strikeout stuff. Hasn't really been there, but he's allowing no power. Hasn't given up any home runs in any of those spots since he's got called back up in a brutal five-game stretch. That's encouraging to see. He's too cheap for his talent level. I mean, this is a guy with number one type stuff, you know, if and when he ever puts it together, you know, maybe next year, who knows? Tough spot. San Diego really doesn't strike out. Would be interested to see what San Diego's lineup looks like today. Um, I know they started a Zocar, I think, on Saturday night against Gallon, which is like basically an automatic strikeout. I think he's worth a shot in tournaments as a contrarian play, you know, a pivot off Nicholas if you're stacking Arizona. That's where I think he makes sense, like as a low-owned option if you're stacking with Diamondbacks. I don't feel confident with it, but he's just too cheap for his talent level. You like any San Diego or Baltimore bats in this game? Not really. We know that Darvis, Darvis is, a, is a weird cat and that doesn't really matter who's he, who he's facing. When he has his A stuff, he shuts down pretty much any lineup that he faces. When he's off a little bit, he gets shelled by bad teams. I mean, his last bad start, he got lit up by Pittsburgh at home. So it wouldn't be like the craziest thing to see Baltimore get to him here. But they're another one. Like, they're expensive for the bats you want. Darvis is a guy I respect. So probably not with Baltimore. And then San Diego, like, I'm not paying the prices for these guys. And I, I've backed San Diego a lot this year. They're a team that I like to get to when they're lower owned. But Rodriguez is not giving up power. And the guys you want from the from the uh, almost at the Chargers, wow, from the Padres are really, really expensive. So it's going to be a no for me there. You'd be in good company if you called them the Chargers. I, I know you do that. I know you do that. <laughs> it's impossible not to when you're doing multiple sports at once. It really is. Um, where where are you? Where do you live, by the way? Like what state are you in? I'm in, I'm in Ohio. What's your address? Yeah, right. Uh, I'm in the suburbs of Cleveland. Born here. I went away for college, moved to Colorado after that, and now I'm back here. Uh, like are you a long-suffering? Are you a long-suffering Cleveland sports fan? Oh yeah, I mean, my dad's from Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. You buying into Watson this year? I am. I actually, I'm not like one of those, you know, crazy Browns fans that thinks they're going to be great every year, delusional, if you will. But I like Watson. I think he's like underrated right now. I was always a big fan when he was in Houston. Wanted the Browns to get him out of Clemson. So I think that he's our shot. I mean. You need a elite quarterback to be good, as you know. So do I think Watson's like as good as those other guys? Maybe not, but I think he gives us the only chance we have. I'd be the happiest person in the world if Nick Chubb just became a legitimate three down back. My God, I would love that. I think he's the best running back in the league, like on the ground, so, to a rusher. 
I think Nick Chubb is the best in football. Imagine if he had 20 plus looks per game, you're just, you're talking about, you know, as elite as it gets for Nick Chubb. I agree, but I will say, and this is just what I'm hearing from, you know, people I've talked to here is the ball is going to be in Watson's hands a lot, especially early in the year. They're really, really going to try to save Chubb and not like overuse him. Again, who knows if that's going to happen or if that's just hearsay. They don't even want to do that. But I've heard a lot of like rumors and rumblings that their offense was they couldn't do anything last year. And now it's really going to be opened up. Interesting. I, I'm still not buying into Nick Chubb not getting a lot of work, though. I mean, he, he he'll get a lot of work. It's just like, you know, I think they're going to try. They don't have Kareem Hunt behind him now. So. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to play out. I still love Chubb, though. All right. Hey, Tampa Bay and San Francisco, let's wrap this one up. And as always, appreciate you guys watching. Been a fun show on a Monday morning. Monday mornings can be tough. I actually woke up, felt pretty good today. Took the dog for a morning walk. Some days, not so great on Monday. Weekend catching up. I'll say sometimes I'll be doing shows, and obviously I haven't done nearly as many as you, and it'll seem like the time's going slow. Can't believe it's already 11, so... That speaks to you, my man. Hey, thanks, man. Just trying to drive it the way I can. Not so bad yourself, though. Solid analysis today. We're almost at 100 likes, too, so we're in business. Tampa Bay and San Francisco. This matchup for Glass now, it's just like he strikes lefties out. Opposite-handed bats at 35%. (laughs) Strikes righties out at almost 34%. That's what's so fascinating about him is you can throw him out there against any lineup, no matter how they want to stack it from either side of the plate. And he goes, all right, I'll strike you out too. You know, he is expensive, but he's just, he's so good, man. And it's not just the strikeouts with glass. Now it's the fact that, you know, he can work deep into games. He's gone seven innings, seven frames in three straight, right. Uh, Against San Francisco quality park for pitchers. I'm not even a little bit surprised that he has uh I'm not surprised at all that he's that he's getting ownership. I honestly thought he'd be like the same ownership as Max Scherzer, maybe even a little bit more, but he's getting less than Scherzer. Yeah, actually now that I think about this and having talked it out a little bit, I do think Glass now is probably the number one pitcher. I mean, all his underlying metrics are better than Scherzer's now at this point in their careers. I don't love picking on San Francisco besides the ballpark. He obviously gets a huge ballpark upgrade because San Francisco. Um, you know, their lineup's pesky. They do strike out, but they don't have a bad lineup. So I don't think it's the safest spot for glass now, but I think he's the best pitcher on the slate probably right now. And he's in a fine spot. He's not expensive really at all at 10, eight. So I think the decision point between glass now and Scherzer is a real one. You probably only can play one of them. I think that pairing both is a look depending on what offenses you can get there. But if choosing between them, I'm really going back and forth. If I were building right now, I think it would be glass now. A little bit cheaper. Numbers are a little bit better. You know, matchups similar-ish. I think probably more power with the Angels, better bats overall with the Giants. Um, all in all, I think glass now looks really, really good here. Um, can't believe you haven't asked me about Wander Franco yet, though. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to wander into those waters. Good one. Good one. That's a, uh, that's a tough one. Plus, plus I'm not look, man. I, I like a good conspiracy theory or a a good controversy as much as that. You've watched these shows before, you know, I'm not afraid to, to dive into that. However, 
correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't dug much into this. It's all still just unsubstantiated rumors, right? Is it is that all correct? unsubstantiated rumors, yes. But it is interesting that he is not he did not travel with the team to San Francisco. Right. But I'm saying, do we know that? Have we confirmed that that's why? Because that is an incredible accusation to levy against somebody unless you know that it is to be well, true. I think that those are two different questions. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't think anyone knows, but I do think that that's why he's that been is why the back. team. But that's what I'm saying. They're looking okay. into the they're looking into the social media posts. Yes, we've confirmed that they're looking into him yes. you know, having relations with a 14 year old girl. Yes. Okay. Not great. Uh, and of course, yesterday with him out of the lineup, it was like Wander Hat Franco Hat Day or something for kids 14 and under. Did you see that? Yeah, I looked on eBay to potentially get one of those. I, I couldn't. What are you gonna walk around though. wearing a water? I, I, I could not pull the trigger. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. But <laughs> yeah, that's honestly that's one of those things where, like, I I I won't speak on that because that's yeah, fucked you. if it ends up not being true and people agree. It's like, if it's true, I don't really want to speak on it anyways because everyone knows how fucked it is. And if it's not true, like, you're just bashing someone for no reason. I'm with you. I was just kidding yeah. around. No, no, listen. If it's true, I will speak on it happily. And, and you know, that. but, but man. It's almost like there's not that much to be said if it's true, though. Like, he's an yeah, idiot. Yeah, just a scumbag, you know, that, that well, again, I, I don't want to get, I'll get right. fired up about that. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, not good. So I guess we won't be playing him today. We will not. I don't think that Tampa, it's interesting. They're really low on our top stack tool. If this is actually how it ends up shaking out. Tampa's got power in their lineup. Obviously no wander now, but he's really expensive. So it just means their lineup got a little bit cheaper. Awful ballpark. But this is another one. I don't mind like an Rosarena one-off, you know, Presumably it's Manaya coming in. That said, though, Sam Fran, we don't know what they're doing as, as far as their pitchers are coming in, you know, the probable long relief. I was trying to make a case for Tampa, and I don't think using a couple bats there is crazy, but not a team I'm going to stack at all. Tough ballpark. Who knows what their lineup's going to look like? Other good offenses? No thanks. Uh, GoFies said she had a fake ID. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't tell. I, I can't tell that's serious or not like or if he's just joking but pretty much tell you that uh bait yeah i don't even even if you have a fake id at 14 come on man i don't know anymore like honestly i'm with you but at this point like there'll be some people or like I know where you're know going. Anymore. Hold on, you I just know, don't but, know but anymore. I see you're trying to choose your words carefully. Yeah, I know where you're going with this, and I agree with you. However, however, you talk to them once, and it'd be pretty. Evident. I'm with you there. Plus, that is like real young. Like if it's like 17, I get it. That's but different. For, oh, 17 I'm, year old I'm, girls out there look like they're 25. But now 14 year olds don't look like they're like 17. Now is the is the thing. Yeah, but. But I'm saying, like, have you talked to a 14 year old? Like, I have an, I have a, a niece. That you talk, like, oh, she's no, you're right. The 14, you know, <laughs> like, just, yeah, you're right. Do you like any bats from either side of this one to wrap it up? Uh, you talked Not a little really. bit about it, but Sean Mania likely getting the uh, long relief here behind Walker. 
Not really, because we don't even know if it's going to be Manaya. They mess with us every day on that, it seems. So Manaya is fine to pick on if you want to use like an Rosarania, but I'm not going to sell my soul for the Tampa stack here. And then the Giants, like, nah. I mean, Gladstone's really good. No thanks there. Hey, Matt. This has been fun, man. Nice work. Is this your first strategy show? Like weekday, weekday, weekday strategy? Yeah, it is show? actually. Um, right. Yeah, it is. No. Yeah, I think I did one with Neil a while ago, but I can't remember if that was strategy or in the afternoon. So I think it's my first. So thank you. Yeah, man. Great job. Follow him at Fantasy Tips Matt. Just having a monster MLB season. You could learn something from this guy. Follow me at Lafay underscore D on the Twitters, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Shout out to Jordan Klein for producing. Shout out to you guys for hanging out with us. And uh, remember, drafters, massive deposit bonus. They're going to be doing a lot of flash sales on those best ball drafts. Massive overlay. Link in the description. And link to all of our tools. 50% off the lineup generator. 15% off Stochastic Plus Platinum. 50% off, sorry. A week, a month, one sport, all sports, however you want to play it. We got you covered. All of it is right down there. And we'll catch you back here for the next one. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.